Hey, how's it going, Alex? How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? It's going great. So welcome, everyone, to the uh, to the Laura Antonio Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Laura Antonio. My friend, Alex Christ, is a weekly uh, guest with me on my uh, podcast shows. He also hosts his own show, Turf Talk. will be with me for both segments today. For the NFL show, we're going to preview the Texans and Colts. And then for the MLB, we'll recap opening day and preview the uh, series for the Mets and Dodgers. So we'll preview the Dodgers-Giants series. And we will preview the Mets and Marlins series. So let's start with the NFL first, and let's talk about the Texans and Colts offseason outlooks. But before that, I want to get your take on the trades that happened last week. Uh, let's talk about uh, the trade that that sent Jordan Howard to the Eagles. And give me your a- analysts on Robert Quinn being traded to the Cowboys. So give me your analysts on both of those. Well, I think uh, um, the Eagles getting uh, Jordan Howard was a uh... I'm a pretty unique deal there. I kind of was almost thinking that the Chicago Bears would probably have kept Howard to really help out their um, running attack. But the Eagles, they kind of need a little bit of help with their running game as well after losing Jay Ajayi and really just kind of struggling getting that solid running back in place. So I kind of like that deal for um, for Philadelphia. And then as for um, the Dallas Cowboys getting Quinn, I just think they almost said they just needed another – pass rusher knowing that Gregory was suspended again for PED use I think it was and knowing that you have a pro bowler in Demarcus Lawrence on the other side that's going to really kind of help Lawrence just get a nice teammate on the other side just kind of do like what my old Giants used to do with Yumanura and Strahan the Cowboys are going to kind of go that route with the two pro bowlers and Quinn and Lawrence on their defensive front. Yeah, you you're right about that. So now, now that being said, here is uh, let's talk about now is uh, the team meet, the offseason outlook for the Colts and Texans. So the team meets for each. So let's start with the Colts. So uh, and our question of the day for the Colts is if I have it for you, um, I'll get to that in just a minute. So for the Colts, I think they need an inside linebacker, though, and I have them drafting Tevon Cooney at twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see them um, improving that. 26, I mean, sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay, um, just just like I said, I kind of agree with you, kind of taking that um, linebacker in the um, first round. I, I, I also really like kind of like the move they went to get Justin Houston in free agency as well, signing him to that two-year deal, really going to help out Leonard on that linebacker unit a little bit. But if they decide to go um, – I think almost another direction. I think they could probably even use some defensive line help a little bit more, or even maybe another um, secondary man. I could see him maybe getting another safety or a cornerback. Because right now, I just I almost think that Frank Reich doesn't want to do anything to that offense. I really liked what Marlon Mack did and what T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck. I mean, you know, him being the comeback story last year. I mean, I just I could not believe how much he just transformed in that second half of the season I was very very impressed with how Reich was able to turn the Colts around last season yeah absolutely so now uh now that being said here is uh now that being said here is uh now that being said here is uh let's talk about let's let's get your let's let's get to our question of the day for the Colts so uh do you think? Do you 
you see the Colts overtaking the Houston Texans in the division? Yes or no? I, I, I could see them um, really just kind of going at it against them. I, I think the Colts and Texas are probably the two best teams in the AFC South. So I, 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 would, I would say that Indianapolis could take the Houston Texans over. But, I mean, when those two teams meet up twice for the division games, you know, Indianapolis is either going to have to split that series or win both games because you just you can't fall asleep on the Houston Texans, knowing that they kind of have their franchise quarterback in place in Watson. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of almost in the middle on the Patriots. I'm kind of like 60-40 right now, but I, I, I have the paid, I have the Colts favored over the Texans to, to win the AFC South this season. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. So now uh, I think you gave me your reaction on Justin Houston to the to the Texans. So uh, my reaction to Justin Houston being a Colt is I think it's going to help Darius Leonard out. So do you think Darius Leonard is going to so- have a sophomore slump this year or he's too good to have that? I, I, I definitely think, you know, knowing that you're going to get a veteran presence on your linebacking core and Justin Houston, I think Leonard, he's just going to kind of really understand how just he doesn't need to be just like the big, you know, defensive presence the Colts need anymore now that they, you know, are going to kind of address that defensive issues. It, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like what the Chicago Bears did last year when they drafted a Roquan Smith, and he just kind of was a part of that linebacking unit with Danny Trevathan. And, um, and I think just there was, there was a couple other guys, I just can't really think of them. But I just think, you know, knowing that he has Justin Houston as, as his teammate, I don't think Leonard is going to, hit any slum knowing that he just has so many other veteran leaders to look up to. I, I just do not see him, you know, falling short anytime soon. Oh, absolutely. So, so my breakout players on the Colts this year is on offense. It's going to be on offense. It's Marlon Mack and on defense, Darius Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. I definitely like your pick for a a Marlon Mack right there. You know, I definitely think he is, um, ready to have a breakout season this year. And I, and I basically think, you know, Darius Leonard, back to what I was saying, you know, I mean, you win defensive rookie of the year, you know, I think he is, you know, gonna, you know, hopefully improve a little bit next season. But, you know, I just think, you know, he is just going to find himself with the veterans on that linebacking core and just say, you know what, I just need to do my job and help this team get back to the postseason. Absolutely. So now let's go to the Texans. So, my question for you about the Texans is, do you see Deshaun Watson being an elite quarterback in the NFL? He, he, in my opinion, I think, you know, he can get up there to be kind of like in that greatness category there. But I just I do not see him probably becoming as elite as other guys are, because I think he still needs to learn to be a pocket style quarterback. I mean, last year he took like 60 two sacks I think last season he has got to trim that number down this season in my opinion because if he just keeps scrambling around and just trying to buy himself some time I mean it's just it's not going to work for him he's going to get hurt and then the Texans are going to have to go a different route but if he's able to minimize it if he gets sacked I would say maybe 25 30 times this year I could see that as a major improvement for Watson but I think just that's the one thing I have on him that he just needs to improve. He just needs to improve his pocket presence ability. 
but I, I still think he's just got a cannon of an arm and he still has some very reliable receivers there. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller is going to hopefully come back healthy for Houston this season. So, I mean, the sky's the limit for Watson, but I just think he just really needs to focus on some basic quarterback mechanics in, in my book. Oh, you're absolutely. You're right. And I think with the Texans, you brought that up right. They had one of the worst offensive lines in football. I expect them to draft an offensive lineman in this upcoming draft. I do, too. I, I, I would not. In, the three, in a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would definitely address that if I, if I was Houston. You know, I mean, you kind of have really strengthened your um, defense a lot. Houston has over their last um, few drafts. And I, and I just think right now, I think their biggest – I think I think their biggest liability is their offensive line. I think you know you can go after a running back in the second round. You could get a wide receiver in third, but I would be very surprised if Houston did not draft an offensive lineman in the first round. Oh, absolutely, you're right about that. So now, uh, with that being said, here is uh, my breakout players on the Texans this year is on offense. I'm going with uh, Deshaun Watson, and on defense, Whitney merciless yeah yeah I I definitely liked how a um merciless played a little bit last year you know I was very impressed with how he kind of upgraded that um defense a little bit for for Houston I I kind of have my own uh um breakout star for um the Texans I really saw him kind of come into himself I just kind of touched base on this I really would like to see if Will Fuller is going to have a fantastic season the way he started out last year I really thought like you know Finally, they're going to have, you know, two great receivers in Hopkins and Fuller. But then once he got hurt, I mean, that just kind of just shrank that offense a little bit. So if Fuller can stay healthy for all 16 games this season, I'm, I'm really excited to see if he can break out and have a big season. Oh, absolutely. You're right about that. So now with that being said, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about some questions here for you. As a job from a Giants fans' perspective, so two questions I have after you is: Do you think Dave Gettleman is the worst general manager in the NFL, and do you think the Giants should pass up on Haskins this draft and wait for next year's QB class in 2020 or even 2021 when Trevor Lawrence is a uh, when that Trevor Lawrence is uh, draft eligible? Well, 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 well. For the for the first question about Dave Gettleman being. Um, the worst GM. I, I I wouldn't say he is the worst, but I would say just like some of the moves. I mean, you know, Giants fans are thinking, you know, just he's just ruining the team and everything. In in my opinion, I was watching on um, some of the highlights of the Giants last season, and I just kind of had it in my head of just saying, you know what, I think he's just kind of just trying to get rid of the guys who are locker room cancers. He wants to get a new thing going. You know, I mean, the trades for – um, Odell Beckham Jr. and releasing Landon Collins to free agency, not getting anything for him. I just think he's just trying to say, like, the Giants are trying to turn over a new leaf, but, you know, it's it's still just a very questionable decision, in, in my opinion. And then as for um, the quarterback situation there for Dwayne Haskins or waiting till next season, I saw a very interesting um, – thing on television yesterday they were talking about um if the Giants were to avoid Dwayne Haskins um there would be probably one other quarterback that you know some people would be very surprised I would not be surprised if they went this direction if they 
even drafted Will Greer. I, 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 I think Greer could probably, you know, push Eli Manning to become that starting quarterback and the Giants won't have to worry about almost this quarterback being a project. But I still think, you know, Greer is probably not as, you know, highly projected as Haskins is in this draft. But if the Giants decide to not just take Haskins as the project quarterback, knowing that he'll have to redshirt a season in his rookie year, if they draft Greer at number six or number 17, I, I would not um, I, I would not be, you know, angry at all. I, I would really think, like, that would be a very interesting move if they went another direction with the number six pick but then waited at number 17 to see if anybody would take Greer. And if no one took Greer until number 17 and the Giants used the 17th pick on him, I, I, I would really think that would be a very interesting move by um, Gettleman in this year's draft. Oh, absolutely. I mean – there's also talks that the Giants are open to having Eli Manning play one more season next year as well. So my final NFL thoughts of the day is uh, don't be so shocked if Eli Manning and the Giants come to agreement that they, he plays one more year in 2020 and then he retires. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see about um, how that situation is there. You know, I'm, I'm a big Eli Manning fan myself. You know, I just I really appreciate all that he's done. But, I mean, you know, I just think it's going to be – Really interesting to see how the Giants are going to address their moves. Like I said, I mean, if Greer's there at number 17 and they did not draft a quarterback at number six, that they used it maybe on someone on defense or maybe even another offensive lineman or something, I, I would not be angry at Gettleman at all for, for making that decision. Absolutely. So we'll take a break, and when we come back, lots to talk about for baseball.